this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Okay. Uh, wait, wife, are you? Can you snap your fingers? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Well, not yet. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Do 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 do. 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 Wait, are you telling me you can't snap your fingers? No, not well. <laughs> oh well. Too I'm bad. like Peppa Pig, but for snapping my fingers. Uh, welcome to our second uh, Halloween Horror October episode, episode 61 of So Do We Still Like This, joined by, I was about to say once again, by wife? Yeah, but technically, yeah, that the other one has, hasn't aired yeah, yet. The episode's not airing for like another month, so the timeline is again just very confusing. And also joined by our baby. You might hear her grunting. Yes. Let's just see if the mic's picking her up. Is, is it very very slightly uh yeah full disclosure she's also very f- prominent in the three men uh episode oh i guess we haven't said that's what it's gonna be but hey look forward to november there's gonna be a three men and a little baby episode um that's not what the movie's called and i haven't listened to the episode yet to hear how audible she is in the background so i guess we will find out uh we watched the adams family movies yes we did oh Oh, okay, that was her. <laughs> she's okay. She's okay. Uh, she was eating, just full was, disclosure, yeah. so that was her cough burp. Just being good parents, recording a podcast <laughs> while feeding the child. Yes. It's all okay. Uh, yeah, there was a, there's a, just continue the support physical medianess of the podcast. There was a double pack that just came out, so I picked them both up. Uh, I have not seen them in a very long time i know it's similar to the upcoming three men episode where i've saw i saw values first and in the theater and then a few times at home and then i feel like i only saw the first movie once and it was because i'd seen the second one so many times that it felt like yeah i should go back yeah very similar i'm pretty sure i saw values first and yeah but not in the theater neither one in the theater and so, yeah, I definitely liked values like a lot. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's the first one. Yeah. Let's watch the first one. Um, and I, pl- I I played the fr- the first video game quite a bit. I think it was the first Super Nintendo game I ever rented. It was one of the first Super Nintendo games I ever rented. It was the Adams Family. I played um, the Sega one. I'm pretty sure that's the values one, right? No, it's the same. There's Adams Family. For both Super Nintendo and Genesis, which is the platformer where you're playing as Gomez. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I played and that one. Adam's Family Values is a surprisingly good RPG for the Super Nintendo. Oh, an RPG. Yeah. I think I own it in the mysterious box of items I can't find. Like the one where I keep remembering I own things. Wait, who, I, who are you in the RPG? I think you... Or anybody. I can you choose? I think you can... Ch- oh, you might be Fester, actually. I don't want to be Fester. I'd have to look it up. Uh... Anyway, yeah, so the Addams Family, based on a comic, 
I don't originally, know. Originally? Okay. <laughs> yeah, based originally on a comic. Uh, and then there was, of course, a TV series, which I've never seen. Uh, and this is perfectly timed because the weekend that this is going to go live, the uh, Adams Family is back in theaters with an animated movie with a crazy big cast. Yeah, the voice cast, anybody coming back from the movies? No, from what I can see. Uh, it's funny, though, because a few years back there was a hypothetical internet. Hey, who would you cast in an Adams Family remake? And the consensus was Oscar Isaac as Gomez. Uh, he's Poe in the new Star Wars movies, that oh, guy. Oh, okay. And everyone's like, yeah, oh my god, it's got to be Oscar Isaac. And he is Gomez, He, but it's only his voice. Mm. But he is the uh, Charlize Theron is Morticia. Oh, okay. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday. Uh, who is that? Hit Girl from Kick-Ass. She's been in a bunch oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I um, What's the main guy from Stranger Things, the one who's dating Eleven? Uh, Mike? Is that his? Yes. He's Pugsley. Uh, I forget the everyone else, but like, it's everybody is somebody. So I don't know if it's any good. You know what? Maybe while I'm talking, I'll look up if there's any reviews for it yet. Um... But this one was the directorial debut of Barry Sonnenfeld, which was also the first thing we noted because the font in the opening credits is the same goddamn font he uses in Men in Black, like yeah. eight years later. Exactly well, the same. It's not exactly the same. We noted that it was There's more cursive, There's a little cursive, right? but sometimes whenever it does a like a time passage subtitle, it's the Men in Black font, yeah, like that's some true. years yeah. later. So I don't know the if that's just... The block letters are definitely the yeah, same. Yeah, that's just the Sonnenfeld font. The Sonnenfeld font. So the Adams Family... They're, okay. they're a bunch of weirdos. They are, they're a bunch of but weird- they're lovable weirdos. Yes. They're creepy and they're kooky. Is that the <laughs> yeah, theme we song? Should, no, shouldn't. I don't they're know. They're all a little ooky. Uh, spooky. No? They're creepy uh, and they're kooky. They're all a little loopy. <laughs> the Adams family. <laughs> Probably. I think I started to almost make a cereal jingle. Something like that. So you got Gomez, uh, the husband and father. You got Morticia. You got their kids. Wednesday is the daughter. Pugsley's the son. And then you got a, uh, a sentient severed hand mm-hmm. called Thing. Yep. You have Lurch, who I guess is their butler or their servant. Uh, yes. They never really say. Butler. I think he's a butler. Yeah. Uh, Although that is a servant, but specifically, you know, a butler. Yeah. There's uh, the grandma and there's cousin It, who is not as big a part of the movies as I thought. I thought she, like, lived with them and was a... Or he. It? Oh, I don't know. Maybe in the... The series it gets a funko so i don't know um, people do love cousin it though people do love cousin it which is why it surprised me she's like the boba F- or he god he's like the boba fett of the adams family movies where he's so revered but then you watch it and he's in it for about six minutes and yeah. doesn't really do much so that is a essentially that's the crux of the movie is they're an offbeat kooky dark family and the main plot of the first movie, uh, Uncle Fester, played by Christopher Lloyd. I forget who's voicing him in the new movie, but again, it's somebody. Uh, and for a, because I'm not dropping this enough on the podcast, wife, have I met Christopher Lloyd at Comic-Con? Maybe. Have I? I don't know. Did have I? Have you? I think I did. Pretty. Every single <laughs> movie, I have to go through this. <laughs> Many times, sometimes. She's not exaggerating. Sometimes, though, it's we met them. Not really. Usually it's you, met. We've them. met a lot of people. When we watched Stand By Me, I got to point at Will Wheaton and be like, we met Will Wheaton. Okay, yeah, that's true. We met uh, Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. 
but yes, this one was just me. I met Christopher Lloyd, and here is a, a fun podcast tip that you're not going to get anywhere else, but it's also not a tip. That dude has the softest hands I've ever shaken in my entire life. That dude looks after his hands. Uh, I also had him sign my Back to the Future Nintendo cart that I had when I was a kid, and he was incredibly confused. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was my Christopher Lloyd story. Uh, so he is Uncle Fester, brother of Gomez, and he has gone missing. He has been missing for 25 years. Yeah, something like missing that. In the 30, Bermuda, yeah, he went missing uh, yeah, in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, and after a big fight with Gomez. Yes, uh, and coincidentally, the uh, Dan Hedaya, who plays the Adams Family's lawyer, uh, the Adams Family, by the way, is crazy rich. Both movies center around uh, their, their fortune and people trying to get their fortune, and just like Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really ever say how they get their fortune. We just assume it's inherited. Yes. Because um, they have, like, doubloons and stuff. Yeah, they have literal, like, treasure chests. Yeah, exactly. Full of coins. So their lawyer wants to get his hands on it. Or he's being pressured by this, because uh, uh, he owes money yes. to this lady. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if it even said why. Well, um, I don't know if his business... I just always assumed his business wasn't doing super, so he borrowed some money, to, uh, and now he owes it back. Yeah. And his business is still not doing very well. Oh, no! It's mentioned at the beginning of the movie when him and his wife go to the Adams family, right? She's like, oh, they're your last client. You know, be good or yeah, whatever. Get money. Go. Do your thing. Yeah. So his business is not doing very well. Yeah, so he owes this money. They want this money. So he's got to trick the Adams family into giving him the money. And coincidentally, this woman has a son who is also a pale, bald... He's not bald yet. Oh, that's true. He's not bald yet. But he, he's, he looks like Fester. Yeah, and Fester, you know, Google a picture. <laughs> no one else would ever look like that. Yeah, but with hair. So yeah. he's basically pale and he's got... Darkness uh, dark, like around exactly. his eyes. Like the weirdest body shape. Like he's very puffy. Yeah. He's just like, I'd love... This is a weird sentence. But I'd love to see what Fester looks like naked because I couldn't visualize uh, it. I don't want to visualize uh, Because <laughs> you'd be too aroused. I get it. Mm-hmm, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I couldn't couldn't wrap my head around the physics of that. So the guy's like, oh, just shave your head and you're totally fester. Get in there. Pretend to be fester. Yeah, pretend to be fester and get them to give you the money. Yeah. And then get out. Because he knows, the lawyer knows the money exists, obviously. And yeah, he's, he's seen, seen Gomez, it because Gomez pays it. Yeah. He pays him every he's month. He's seen Gomez like go to the secret vault. So he knows that that exists under the house. He just doesn't know how to get there. Yeah. So the plot is... Just like Richie Rich. Yeah, Gomez, or, sorry, um, Fester, get in there and get get the goods. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the plot. And most of it, you know, the the not a lot of the humor hinges on... An outsider entering this insane family. Uh, a lot of the there's a lot of hijinks in this movie. Lots of I don't know if how tr- I assume it's being very true to the comics, but it definitely feels a lot of punchlines and setting up for punchlines. And mm-hmm. can you give an example? Um, actually, my favorite one of my favorite exchanges in the movie. So a lot of it is just I'm now kind of getting the two movies mixed up a little bit in my head, but you know. Oh, the children are playing games where they're strapping each other to electrical chairs. That's crazy. Kids shouldn't be doing that. And Morticia will come in. You're like, oh, Morticia's going to stop it. But she'll, you know, give them tips on how to better use the electric chair. So lots of humor like that. 
But there's a couple of good exchanges. There's one where uh, Pugsley and Wednesday are running a lemonade stand, and a preppy blonde girl comes up and is asking, oh, are they real lemons? Because I can only drink it if it's real lemons. And does it have this? And it's like, I'll tell you what, I'll, and they keep assuring her, it's real lemons. Like, I'll buy a cup of your lemonade if you buy some of my Girl Scout cookies. And the line is, are they made out of real Girl Scouts? So lots of stuff like that. Yeah. Like, ba-dum, end of scene. I will go to my notes. Also, I was looking up if that movie had any reviews. Also, my phone's taking a panorama, so there's a lot going on right now. Mm. Um, You'll cut this, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I always carefully go through and cut all of those moments. I'm in, going through my head. It's like, what part of the movie are we at? I can tell you that there are no reviews for The Addams Family, but also that movie where Will, Smith, <laughs> Smith, where Will Smith fights Will Smith comes out this week. I don't know what movie that is. That Gemini Man one where Will Smith's a hitman and young Will Smith gets oh, sent after him. That I, opens that, this week. I thought that already opened. No, we saw that trailer so long yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's not very good. Oh, So bad. you heard it here not first because this movie, the movie's <laughs> already out. But So I guess we'll see. Maybe it did well. Um, yeah, so uh, Fester, um, the, or the guy who's supposed to be pretending to be Fester is in the house but he actually starts to like everybody yes like despite them being very kooky and his mom um so did we ever explain his mom is the actual like loan shark yes we did okay and then fester of course is her muscle right yeah so um yeah he start his introduction is ridiculous because he picks the lawyer up pins him against a wall and turns him 180 degrees using yeah. one hand which no but physics and logic have no place in either of these movies, so whatever. So yeah, Fester starts to like everything, like everybody, especially the kids. He enjoys spending time with them and helping them out. Um, and then the mom is like, what are you doing? Oh, you got to go find their treasure. Like, stop messing around. Don't yeah. you love me? I'm your mother. So she plays the guilt card a yeah. lot. The, the mom sucks, uh, and it makes it pretty clear pretty early that he... You know, he's an outcast as it stands, yeah. so he actually does fit in with the family pretty well. Gomez has a lot of affection for him. Everyone, that's one thing I guess we can point out right now that's, they, they're all, you know, weirdos and there's a lot of jokes about them hurting each other and liking the pain, but also they are very, very clearly a very tight family, mm-hmm. which I guess helps deal with the fact that, you know, the kids are trying to stab each other and... Yeah. So and Morticia and Gomez bone a lot. <laughs> well, they insinuate. They insinuate that they bone a lot, but yeah. So basically, it turns out that Uncle Fester is the eldest, and it's actually his house yeah. that the Adams family are living in. So the lawyer, being a lawyer, um, finds this out, and basically they kick the family out, and Fester and his mom and the lawyer... Actually, is the lawyer there? Yes, he is. Yep. They all try to go find this vault while the Adams family has to live in a motel and go find regular jobs, which is more comedy. Yes. Hashtag comedy. Um, and then uh, Fester decides he wants to stay with the family. And then guess what? It was really Fester the whole time. Yeah. Which Wait, are- but there's a whole scene at the end where, you know, the vault and Morticia and... 
there's a vault and Morticia's there. Oh, what? they try to. Oh, where she's yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be torturing her, and then he turns and is like, "I'm not gonna do this. I like these people." Yeah. And then there's a little addendum almost at the end of the movie that reveals, "Oh, and it was Fester the whole time. He just forgot." Yeah. He lost his memory, and that mom found him. I forget where she found him. Somewhere weird. Uh, apparently, that was not supposed to be part of the original movie. It was going to be left ambiguous. But I mean, come on. Of course, it's fucking look at him. Of course, yeah. that's Fester. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's it's hard to tell because all the pictures of him are 25 years old or 30 years old or however long ago it was. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's basically the same guy, just bigger. Yeah. Also, apparently, Fester was a ladies' man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fester mm-hmm. fucks. Well, I mean, for a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. God, I just can't wrap my head around what and that he guy, doesn't. what we that body he, looks like. We know he's a virgin from the second movie. Is there an Adams Family porno parody? Ew. Do you think they tried to Probably. keep it true to life? No. I be, there has to be. I don't think they. I'm not googling it, it on my new yeah, phone because I don't want to. Corru- I don't want to corrupt my new phone already. But I bet it, there is. Email us at likethispodcast at gmail and tell us. Uh, all about the Adams Family porno parody because we'd love to find out more. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting is they never ever explain any of the logic behind any of this. They just drop you in and go, yeah, there's a severed hand and no one questions it. Yeah, they never explain <laughs> how it works or... Yeah, the family's able to withstand, especially in the sequel, like just things that would kill a normal human being. They yeah. are completely fine. They can like swallow knives and catch knives in their mouths and... It, but and other characters never even seem like there are other characters who come across all of this and see that like there's a fucking hand running around yeah and, and it's, they're fine it's with just it. sort of this thing like yeah that's the Adams there's a hand that runs around what are you gonna do mm-hmm. oh and yeah and cousin it cousin it is literally hair yeah and just and he talks like, like talks hey, like Meeper from the Muppets yes he does and then has sex with a human lady oh yeah the lawyer's um the lawyer's wife, like a s- she doesn't like the lawyer is that his wife i thought it was yeah. like his secretary no i'm pretty sure it's his wife oh so she cheats on him with a ball of hair that's well, the she ultimate leaves him. that's the ultimate insult him. that was that was the thing at the party so she gets together with cousinette at the party at the adams and she tells cousinette that oh things haven't been right between us for a long time oh you're so cute and so there's a romance between them and at the end of the movie they are it's married cinem- cinematic cinema's greatest romance one could argue and also she can understand cousin yeah it, she can understand which is it. weird because cousinette weird, talks yeah. like how wife just did she's like oh that's so awesome let's do it and they produce a baby cousin it that's also just a pile of hair with a soother which is actually kind of great and he's in adam's family values yes everyone comes back for the sequel um a few other things to touch on i will check my notes i absolutely adore gomez and especially uh, especially uh rest in peace we're all julia's performance and I talked to you about this, how I just wish I could talk like him in my day-to-day life. Because he's so like old-timey in his language. The one I kept pointing to is everyone's old man, even his kids. Like, look at you, old man. Good show, old man. And he yeah. fence. I forget what he says when he's fencing, but just lots of like, aha, not this time, old man. Was, oh. He talks like someone in a 1940s movie does. And this, 
everyone is clearly having the best time in these roles. Yeah. Like, he's on the record saying it's one of his favorite roles. Christina Ricci, who's, like, this is early, early Christina Ricci, but very clear why everyone, you know, she steals the first movie. She 100% steals the second movie. Oh, yeah. She, like, I remember tell, really liking her. You are a star. Yeah. Uh, she calls it one of his, her favorite roles. Uh, so a few things I wrote down. Thing is a surprisingly not bad effect for the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they just you know painted out the human, and there's a couple scenes where they obviously because the thing will be on a table, and clearly yeah, it's I never with their noticed hand it. Shoved I through a hole in I the don't table, remember but... ever noticing that though. So they did a good job. Also, pretty sure it's the same guy who plays the severed hand in Idle Hands, which uh, is a movie I've been saying we're gonna get around to forever, and I can't believe we're not planning to do it for this October. Spoilers. Uh, school plays. Why'd I write school plays? Oh, because you were saying how, like, oh, we're gonna be one of these people <laughs> attending these school plays, and you don't really want to. And you, well, you pretty happily said you'll be the one I filming know. it and not <laughs> registering anything that's going on. Yeah. And then we'll never watch those videos again. No. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast. I know I've said it recently in real life, but not too, too long ago, I dug out the VHS tape of our grade six performance of The Nutcracker that's all in French the fuck yeah you gotta watch those things like pretty much right away otherwise you don't know what the hell's going on we owe we owe all of our parents an apology for that because if that whole thing had been in english it would have been shit but the fact it's a bunch of grade sixes poorly speaking french come ça va nutcracker come see come ça uh ça va bien nutcracker au revoir but way worse and like terrible choreographed dance sequences that's all i'm in i'm in one dance sequence and then i got to leave wait who, who did you play like an uh, like an arabian dude okay it like, was probably pretty racist i'm wearing like <laughs> i'm dressed like aladdin i'm not in blackface though but like was that but, your only like, role I, yeah you were the dancing arabian there's a dude? justin trudeau joke here somewhere but i don't know what it is and i'm not gonna make it but uh yeah i think it might have been racist <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, now I gotta watch this. It's downstairs, and we have a VHS player, so if you want to inflict that 25-minute fucking shit heap into your eyeballs, feel free. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, school plays. Um, I really like the score I wrote down, which, yeah, it's true. I'm pretty sure it must be Danny Elfman. He's It's had a very Danny Elfman feel to it. I wrote Gate, because they have a sentient front oh, gate. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Gate, which I thought <laughs> yeah, was just sure. funny. They just named it like, Gate. Like, oh, Gate. Oh, um, I wrote Cousin It. I don't yeah, know, we, I don't I know guess why. We already talked about Cousin and It. And I wrote Golf Balls, which I think the only reason I wrote that is because this, uh, the across end. the street from the Adams, there's this judge, and Gomez likes to hit golf balls from his balcony, and they go through the judge's windows. And so later, the judge is the one who gets to decide whether or not Fester gets to kick them all out of their house, and to make his point, to be like, ah, fuck you, he takes a bucket full of the golf balls and dumps them out. Why was he keeping all his golf balls? Because he knew eventually he'd get to make a dramatic show of it? That's right. Well, what was he going to do with them? Like, throw them out? No. I keep guess. them all. Like, here, this is proof. Look how many golf balls went on my property. I like property. the idea. He was just He's throwing it judge. all in a bucket, and his wife was like, why are you doing this? Like, you'll one day, you'll see. <laughs> so that's the Adams family, I think. Yeah. Oh, there was a note. I guess it, I could say it at the end, but I might forget. So this is my only note. <laughs> I thought it was really sweet that um morticia and gomez are always like well 
oh, I don't know what they say to each other, but they say lovey-dovey it's, things, right? Oh, what does he always call oh, her? Oh, Karamiya. Karamiya, mi amore. Yeah. He's, like, Moshe. always kissing her arm yeah. and, like, hugging her and holding her hand. They're an incredibly loving couple. Yeah, that's what I really liked, how it kind of, you know, made us relate to the movie yeah. or movies like everything is so wild and crazy but like these people really love each other it's like oh, okay well yeah i guess i could be friends with them they're just a little kooky that's okay they're creepy and they're kooky and they're all a little loony here in this cartoony they're invading your tv <laughs> they're comic dispensers they crack up all the sensors uh god we need to do that show too adam's family values I liked it better than the first. And uh, I like the first. I mean, we save that usually till the end, but good to know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, Adam's Family Values, it became pretty apparent pretty fast that we both remembered it pretty yeah. well. You could sing along to some of the songs. The songs are so good. I remember some of the scenes. So the, okay, so the overall plot of Adam's Family Values is Joe Cusack plays a, is it like a black widow, I guess yes, is what you call? Yes, that's what they call her. Who marries dudes and then uh, kills them stages their death to make it look like an accident and then inherits all their money and then moves on and does it again so she's like america's most wanted and um they're looking for her yeah and she targets fester yep that's so yeah the family needs a nanny because they have a new oh uh, yes the at the end of the first movie which is also at the end of the first movie when she holds up the onesie it has three legs yeah i think because she doesn't they do, know what yeah, it's gonna be exactly they do not deliver on the promise of weird sort of octopus child <laughs> it's uh it's i mean it's a weird looking baby i felt bad because they clearly just sort of painted the baby's face which i feel like is more noticeable on blu-ray maybe because of the the picture is clearer but clearly they just half-assed painted a baby's face pale <laughs> and he has a mustache and his name is pubert yeah which i also thought was funny uh yeah they have a baby so they need a nanny and they hire joan cusack and fester wants to bang her and she finds out they well, have money she, yeah she's she's re- trying to get fester the whole time yeah obviously um and she looks like you know joan cusack in 1993 so it's not hard to do yeah wait a minute who's her brother Oh, no, I'm not doing this again. Is it John Cusack? No, <laughs> no it's not. God damn it, did I meet John Cusack at Comic-Con? No, you didn't. I don't think that's true. I'll have to get the photos out later, but We're not I'm even pretty, watching the movie. I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me with John Cusack. Uh, I'm also pretty sure I just casually revealed Stand By Me. That episode's going to air in November, too. So there you go, guys. There's half of uh, you can, what to expect in November. Stand By Me already recorded Three Men and a Baby already recorded uh adam's family values joan cuse joan joan cusack so anyway so joan cusack is the nanny for all the kids really right and so uh, the two elder kids so wednesday and pugsley are kind of getting in the way especially wednesday she's kind of on to joan cusack yeah it's also so. worth noting that because they do not also they also do not like the new baby one of the first scenes of this movie is them taking the baby and dropping it off a roof yeah, it's like they could have killed that baby. Yeah, and that's the other thing like, too that because there's I don't a see it getting away from that. A lot of the actions and humor in the movies are pretty, especially values are real dark. But the way they get around it is the characters react very nonchalantly to all of it. Yeah, like no one's ever horrified because they drop a baby off a roof to see if it'll bounce, but Gomez just like casually looks up the window and catches the baby and is like ah so you know because he's not like oh my god he could have been killed it's okay 
Yeah. It's like, this is just a thing that happens. Because yeah. their belief is that when there's a new baby, one of the other children has to die. Uh, but apparently that used to happen. Apparently that used to happen. Yeah, in the family. Yeah. And then, the grandma tells us. Yeah. Which also is worth pointing out because we were watching the first movie and like, oh, if they remade this now, they'd have to cast the Carol Kane from Kimmy Schmidt as Granny, right? And we were both like, yeah. And then in values, it was Carol Kane from Kimmy Schmidt. So <laughs> yeah. either we subconsciously forgot or I don't know. But And I couldn't find out why she the role was recast. It's the only person who was recast. Everyone else is back, even the woman who married Cousin It. It's the same actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the, the A plot of the movie is Fester is being sexually brainwashed by Joan Cusack and the, the rest of the family is trying to lure him back. Uh, the B plot is definitely so the B plot of the movie is the best stuff. Uh, Wednesday and Pugsley get sent to summer camp. Camp Joan Chippewa. wants them out of the way, so she's like, "Oh, they really want to go to this camp," and so the parents are like, "Okay, sure, that's weird, but okay." Wednesday and Pugsley, yes, Camp Chippewa. Yeah, Camp Chippewa, run by oh god, I'm gonna forget her name. She's in Bad Moms. She's the bad mom for Mila Kunis. She's in tons of stuff. She's in Mamma Mia. She's Does in Mamma Mia. You? I don't know her name. I'm never going to... I might have to look up her name. But it's her and Janos from Ghostbusters yeah. 2. Who at no point tells us that we shouldn't talk to Vigo. So I don't know if it's the same universe. But I think it was... Oh no, Ghostbusters 2 was earlier. So never mind. I was going to say I think it was around the same time. So yes, they are the over-enthusiastic... Camp not counselors. Even, who are also not even so much like secret racist assholes. <laughs> like purposely putting all of their love and attention on the Caucasian blonde girls and purposely ignoring everyone else. Uh, yeah, so that's the, the main, the B plot is Wednesday and Pugsley at this overly enthusiastic summer camp and the shenanigans that they can get into there. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about the end of the the camp experience or not yet i think it's fine i mean otherwise we're just going to be breaking down joke by joke and scene by scene yeah okay well that's totally the best part so the the camp ends its you know camp run with a giant performance yeah a horribly historically inaccurate portrayal of the first thanksgiving yeah and it's very funny uh wednesday is cast as pocahontas and Who, correct me if I'm wrong, was long dead by the time the first Thanksgiving would have happened. Oh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure she would have been dead. Or married to Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, or that, yes. <laughs> but, uh, so, oh, by the way, the, the girl um, from the first movie that was trying to sell the Girl Guide cookies is in the second yes. movie. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same girl, but it is the same actress. Uh, yeah, they never acknowledge. Yeah, but why exactly. Would, yeah. Um, her so, dad is played by Chandler's boss from Friends. Every this is one of those movies where everyone is someone. Yeah. Nathan Lane shows up as a cop. Uh, the there's a nerdy boy at camp that Wednesday starts to have a crush on. It's played by David Crumholtz from Numbers and a bunch of Seth Rogen movies. Anyway, sorry. Performance. Yes. So I forget her name, but anyway, Girl Guy Cookie. Sarah Miller. Well, no, that's who she's playing but what's her actual name oh i don't remember just sarah miller because okay. they say it a bunch anyway so yes she um is basically the one that the counselors love the most 
and she plays Sarah Miller, the main pilgrim. And of course, Pocahontas is supposed to be the leader of the the evil Indians. So they're pitted against each other in this uh, play at the end. Yeah, it's it's worth noting yeah. to go back to not so secret racist that all of Sarah Miller's lines <laughs> are just making fun of Native Americans. Yeah, like yeah. we you know uh, us white people we have last names and I and forget. use shampoo. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so Wednesday kind of goes along with it because um, they they kind of brainwash her and she kind of goes along with it, I think. I think she's pretending the whole time. Oh yeah, she's pretending. Yeah. So anyway, so she goes all super happy. It's like, okay, I'll be Pocahontas in your play. No problem. And she smiles and everything. And she's like, oh, Sarah Miller, you're so perfect. Um, you, you have like milk white skin and golden hair. But I've decided I need to scalp yeah, you. Yeah, then she just turns and has this whole speech about, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to scalp you. I'm going to burn your village yeah, to the ground. You've taken our land and now we're forced to sell necklaces by the side of the road. So I'm going to scalp you. And then Wednesday and all the other camp outcasts burn the camp to the <laughs> yes, ground. they do. And they roast the counselors on a spit. Yeah, and it also makes it seem, because they tie uh, whoever the actual character's name is, but, yeah. the, but they Sarah tie Miller. Sarah Miller to a post, and it really makes it seem like Wednesday lights her on fire. Yeah. And the movie makes you lets you think that for a good while before there's this kind of throwaway shot of her family leaving the camp Yeah. to show, oh no, she's not actually dead. But anyway, the music in the play is the best. It's really good. It's worth looking up. There's this whole song where they're all dressed as turkeys just singing about how like they deserve to die. And <laughs> yes, and they, to eat them. They deserve to be your food. Uh, yeah, all of the, ca- the camp stuff is top to bottom. Yeah, the best S- part of the movie. Super good. Like, the other stuff is... It's good, too, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I still continue to really like Gomez and... Pugsley's kind of a non-entity in this movie. No, I'm wondering if it's because there. that kid got old between those two movies. Yeah. He's there in the beginning, but at camp he's kind of just with Wednesday as she yeah. gets to be funny. Um, Thing drives a car at one point, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I let's go back to the A plot of the movie. Okay, very yeah. Quickly. So, so uh, what actually happens? Uh, so does she get him? Uh, she does not because it kind of goes back to what I was saying before that the well she marries him. She does marry him. She successfully drives the rest of the family away, uh, but they refuse to give up on Fester. And uh, what her plan goes awry because of what I was saying earlier that the Adamses can withstand things that would kill a normal human being. Yeah. So she tries to. Kill electrocute Fester. him in a bathtub and he doesn't it doesn't work which do they explain why he can just generate electricity because there's also a part earlier yes, in the movie where did. he puts a light bulb in they his did mouth at the big uh, first movie i'm pretty sure doesn't he get struck by lightning because of the storm from the book in the library oh okay that's now or so, i always assume if i can't explain it is because something happened to him in the bermuda triangle yeah uh and then she her big plan is that she puts a bomb in the house yeah and she's like oh which, i tried to make it look like an accident which it's like, I, how, yeah, how the hell we're, are, we're both like how the hell do you make it oh a bomb went off as an accident yeah like oh not, shit not i thought i bought him happen. a tie yeah there was a bomb in that present because she po- makes it look like a birthday gift and then he's legit excited because he's gift. oh a three-week anniversary gift and he's legit excited because he's like he knows it's a bomb yeah uh but he survives that so she she tries to just shoot him 
She tries to just shoot him. Thing shows up driving a car, gets him out of there. She shows up at the house, ties them all to electric chairs, and is going to kill them. But Pubert. The little baby. Cuts his way out of his coffin box that he sleeps in. Yeah. And through a series of Rube Goldberg-esque devices of like a there's a bowling ball that gets loose and breaks a piece of the floor and sends him flying off into the sky and then that's when we see the family flying home because he shows up in the window and uh he ends up in the same room puts two broken wires together and she not only gets electrocuted but literally turns to ash in front of everybody (laughs) yeah um actually another one of my favorite moments in the movie comes from that scene when right before she kills them she's like wish me luck and they all in unison (laughs) say good luck (laughs) <laughs> um in her next murders is what she wants good luck wished upon yeah they're all very accepting morticia even cries when debbie oh that's her name yeah joan Cusack's character debbie explains through the use of slides yeah why she's doing all this and what a tragic childhood yeah, she had all of them are like yeah i totally get it and there's even a part where when they confront her about fester where morticia straight up says i respect that you were able to pull this off <laughs> Yeah. Even if I'm not happy about it, I get it. And well done. Uh, I think that's... Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's Adam's family. <coughs> Sorry. Values. The, um, it sounds like we're both in agreement. The rare sequel that is better yeah. than the original. Well, even now. Again, I, I watched it first, but... But I just feel like it benefits from, one, we know all the characters now. So yeah. you, don't, you got that out of the way. But it goes back to uh, something else I was saying, too, that the first one feels more madcappy and antiky and, like, setting up for jokes and, like, look look how crazy this family is. These aren't things a normal family would do. Whereas number two is just basically, okay, we're just, we're a dark comedy. Yeah. Like, there all, there's a bit more freedom to play with the characters. It's not as madcappy. The jokes land better. The Yeah. Well, you already know exactly. You don't have to have everything explained to you again. And it is, no mistake, a very, not a very dark comedy. I mean, it's overall pretty fluffy in a way, but. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. What's it rated? Like PG? It's PG 13 for macabre humor. Oh, okay. But there's some pretty dark stuff in there. Like, they are trying to kill babies, and they do make it look like Wednesday lit a girl on fire and i think is it the second one where they roasted a stripper alive in the cake where a stripper is supposed to burst out of fester's cake yeah and they're like oh lurch was she already inside the cake when you went to bake it and then they're like oh well yeah yeah well you don't see anything but steam coming out no but there's a charred human being in there that they murdered they don't show that (laughs) no but there is (laughs) and they killed her that's murder but yeah, that's the kind of humor we're, we're, we're dealing with. I'm trying to think of other examples. I, I feel, especially in the world of comedy, that it's very rare the sequel of the comedy is better than the first. Right? Uh, sure. It happens. I don't know. I think some of the later Toy Stories are probably better than the first Toy Story. Yes, they definitely are. In horror, like, I don't know, there's probably some later, more like in those giant franchises. But I'm trying to think, that's what, Hangover 2 sucked, Hangover 3 sucked. Any of the uh, Scream movies better than the first? No, Scream is the best Scream. But, eh, I mean, those are only sort of comedies. Although, good that Scream got mentioned, because it gets mentioned in the fourth kind episode that went live today. So, lots of references <laughs> to Scream. 
Mel thought that Nev Campbell showed her boobs, and I was like, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, no boobs in these movies either. Do we have any notes for this movie? Uh, I did, but I think I covered most of them. I will take a look. I had one silly note that I kind of remember. At the very beginning of Adam's Family Values, Fester is howling at the moon. Yeah, I did write fake moon. Yeah. Like, come on, man. They just it's like they a don't paper even plate. try to make it look like the moon. It's First of all, it's giant, which is fine. The moon is very big. It is. Uh, and sometimes it looks giant, right? So it's fine. I would accept that. But, I mean, they don't even try to... Um, paint the craters on it's just like flat it's just like yeah it really is just a white disc like you could do better than that give me a break they spent all their money on the thing yeah unfortunately adam's family values was considered a box office disappointment oh really yeah the first Aww. one was a huge hit was critical like mixed and the sequel was very like kind of what we're saying critics were all very much on favor of yes this is this is a better movie but it did not do as well maybe because people felt like, the first one was underwhelming, I don't know, but mm. I assume this new animated one is going to be nothing, like either one of them. I can't picture a cartoon movie that kids are going to go to and see, hey, Wednesday's going to burn this girl alive and a stripper's dead and they're going to throw this baby out a window. Yeah. I, I assume. Uh, fake Moon was a note. Pugsley's old. Yanosh, exclamation mark, exclamation <laughs> mark. David Crumholtz. Oh, Tony Shaloub. Shows uh, up at one point. Who's Tony Shalhoub? From Monk. That oh, guy. yeah, he does. He's, uh, after Debbie thinks that she has successfully left Fester to get, die in a bomb explosion, she goes to a bar, and Tony Shalhoub's just there. Yeah, that's right. So he's I guess one he's, of the soldiers. I, yeah, so I guess he's not famous yet. Uh, is Sarah Miller dead? Later we found out no, and also that's not her actual name. Uh, what is her name? bomb explanation and the physics of thing driving a car because what he does is he alternates between steering and accelerating but he just pushes the accelerator and then goes back to the wheel that is not how cars work well you can drive a little down the road but he they were driving very fast so So unless he was like continuing maybe he was continuing the momentum Thing is very quick, so... Thing, it, it is established that Thing is incredibly fast. Yeah. He is very, he, he is very dexterous. Is that the mm-hmm. word I want? Sure. Uh, yeah, that's... Those are the Addams Family movies. Uh, do we still like it? Yes. Yeah. Two is better than one. You should watch both. Yes. They're both like 90 minutes. They're both worth your... Oh, God, what the fuck is the matter with us? We didn't talk about what? do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play oh. how they want to play, dance how they want to <laughs> Adam's family. Adam is so mad at us. The theme song for the first movie is done by MC Hammer. (laughs) And it's exactly what I just did. Really gets stuck in your head. Do what they want to do. Sing how they want to sing. Kick who they want to kick. Fuck who they want to fuck. Except for the swearing. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure that's... And then at one point he just starts working in his other songs and going, Adam's too legit. Adam's too legit. He never works in You Can't Touch This, unfortunately. Wife, what was the better 90s rap song? Was it Can't... No. Let's go one tier lower than Can't Touch This and Ice Ice Baby. Is it Too Legit to Quit or Ninja Rap? I don't know Ninja Rap. From Ninja Turtles 2? What's... When they all of a sudden bust through the wall in a fight and a Vanilla Ice concert's happening next door? I don't remember. All I really remember is Ninja, Ninja, Rap, Ninja, Ninja. 
That's not Which is helpful. fine because all I remember from too legit to quit is too legit, too legit to quit. <laughs> so so, I think, why? so I what's can't the better chorus? Probably ninja rap. <laughs> I will say ninja rap is the better presentation, but um, okay. Well, then what's better, Ice Ice Baby or You Can't Touch This? Hmm. Can't touch this. Yeah, that's probably right. I don't know. Any song that opens with "Stop, Collaborate, and Listen." Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something, something. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. They're both pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, he does the theme song for the first one. Um, also, brother, if you're listening, confirm. Did you own that on cassette? Because I'm pretty fucking sure you did. And the second one is whoever did Whoop, There It Is. But it's like, Whoop, Adams, there it is. That gets very awkwardly oh, yeah fit into the existing structure of whoop there it is yeah yeah it's like adams whoop there it is adams the adams mm-hmm. no adams family yeah there? and like all the rap lyrics are like gomez and morticia and but they rap about it. it's, yeah yeah i don't know if they rap about the plot i just it's fun to go back to an era when themes for movies just were breaking down what was happening in the movie yeah. like it doesn't happen anymore. You think fucking this Friday's upcoming release of Gemini Man is going to have a song from Will Smith being like, Will Smith versus Will Smith. Oh, shit. It should. I'm the Gemini Man. How much better would that movie There's be? There's two of me. That's why it's called Gemini Man. <laughs> but probably better. I assume he'd write better lyrics than that. Cause <laughs> I feel like what's something you're currently enjoying should be like horror mm. movie recommendations because it's October. But you don't watch horror I movies. Don't I made know. you watch the Killer Crocodile movies, yes, though. Yes, you did. And holy shit, if you do not follow us on Instagram or Twitter yet, get on it. Because I just posted a picture. Killer Crocodile 2, at one point, the character is fighting the crocodile by riding on top of him. And these crafty motherfuckers used action figures in close up shots and <laughs> thought we wouldn't notice. So I had I immediately posted that on there. So get on it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, that's my recommendation. The Killer Crocodile movies. I just finished um, the first game in the Dark and Pictures anthology series that Supermassive Games is doing. Uh, Man of Medan. It was okay. I feel it's all about you know oh, your characters can die at any time. I feel a little betrayed because I almost made it i made it to the very end with everyone alive and one character died and i feel like i was kind of tricked so that's not really a recommendation but it's horror so i said it i am watching homeland and i like it so far i haven't watched too many episodes like five or six or something but it's pretty good you also burned through all of designated survivors since we last recorded too so yeah that's true but there are only like three seasons of that on netflix so which I still feel is about 60 episodes of Designated Survivor. Yeah, but I do keep it on all night. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I go back and watch what I miss usually, but it's on in the background like pretty much all day. Yeah. Matt, leave. Yay. Sometimes it sounds pretty all right. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the Adams Family. That's the Adams Family episode. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that new animated one is decent. Uh, thank you to Wife. You're welcome. For joining. Thank you to Youngest Child for being very cooperative during this record. Mm, thank you to Wife to for rocking. Thank you to Wife for rocking Youngest to sleep. God, I wish I could use all of your names. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Links are all in the show notes. Uh, if you haven't written a review, write a review. 
Share the posts. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Scream it from the from the hilltops. There's a podcast you should be listening to. And then it's this one. Say this one after you say that, because then otherwise that would just be me. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do and say.